Hello, everybody. We're professionals, <laughs> not professionals. This is why they don't pay us to do this. Oh. <laughs> That's why we're called Dangerously Unprepared. Absolutely. Welcome to Dangerously Unprepared. I'm Simon, and joining me as ever is Jack. Hello. And sadly, just the two of us today. As I was just explaining before we got started, I probably should have waited until I did this bit before I said that. You're going to hear it again <laughs> if you're watching live. <laughs> Kyrie is not feeling well, possibly partied a little too hard to see in the new year. Uh, so get well soon, Kyrie. Uh, we have official word, she is sucking down soup and de-Christmasing the house as we speak. And Rob is still acting his little heart out somewhere. But Being he has, ever so theatrical. He has been seen. Yes, yes, we have seen, we know he still exists. We can confirm eyewitness sightings occurred over the holiday period. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> he's keeping well, he's just busy, unfortunately. Yeah. For us. Fortunately yeah. for him, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, he... He wishes he could be here. He really does. He does. He he does. Uh, if anything, uh, meeting up with him over the holidays confirmed that he really does wish he could be here. But uh, between this and paying work, I think he's making the right choice, if I'm honest. Yeah. Hard enough to be an actor this day and age, any day and age, really, without he's, he's turning saying, down paying work to do a podcast. No. He's saying he might have some free period come April, so... Yes, that is when we expect his current schedule to wind down a little bit. That's when he's going to be like, break time! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully a Rob return in 2019 can be anticipated. Yeah. So, so Jack, how yeah. was your holiday break? Because it's been a little while since it's everyone has heard from us. It's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? It so, has. Um... Fairly good. So let's check in to see if there's a... No? Okay. I thought I had a small one. Ah. But, uh, a roaming child. Roaming child, indeed. Uh, no, my, my, my two weeks have been fairly chill, you know? I had to go back. I worked Christmas period, so it was Christmas That's day That's always off, pretty rough. Straight back to work. But then I had uh, from Sunday through to tomorrow off, so... Oh, that's nice. I had a bit of a rest, sort of thing. That's good. Straight, Everyone needs a rest. Straight into a delivery day, though. So it's like, Ugh. yeah. Take it. <laughs> take what you can get, I suppose. Um, no, yeah. I've played some games and you know, smashed my little heart out. Smash is good. Smash is good. How close are you to unlocking the full roster then? Nowhere near. <laughs> Me uh, either. I'm about a third, I think, now. I'm about uh, two thirds, I think. But well, then I've had more time off than you. Yeah, well, I saw Alex. What day is it? Was it? Well, I saw him on Tuesday, uh, Monday, New Year's Eve. He was on about fifteen characters left to unlock. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm so, good because I haven't got Bayonetta yet. So he's just got Bayonetta. I, yeah. I want to get Bayonetta specifically to troll Kyrie, of course. <laughs> but as long as I get Bayonetta before Kyrie gets a switch, it's all good. Last last I saw, he he just unlocked Slamendorf. So, ah. so he's got Kyrie's main. My main keeps changing. 
for this though. Yeah, my main has changed. Like he, oh, my lights just went out. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> the green screen is not so green no more. Oh no. Is 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 it Katie's work or is it just the No, I, I have a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> I pressed a button earlier to turn them on. Yeah. Because I have uh Are you aware of if this then that? Yes. I have an if this then that widget set up so I can uh, put a web address in and it will turn the the two lights I use for this on and off mm. and it toggles them. So whatever state they're in, it will switch them to the other one. Right. I pressed that when I was setting up to stream and uh, the little lamp I've got down there to fill in the corner of the green screen turned on. Um, all the other things that button is meant to do happened, mm. but the, the big lights didn't turn on. So I turned them on manually. And I think it's just caught up <laughs> and turned them off again. All right. <laughs> so hopefully nice. they'll stay on now. That'll do it. Yep. Uh, outside of that, Christmas has been, you know, same old, same old. I've got more stitching to do and yeah, uh, lots more stitching to do. <laughs> um, how about you? Uh, pretty relaxing, really. I, I had a good long time off. Uh, and I'll tell you what, today was my first day back at work. First day back at work for a lot of people, actually. Yeah, it was It was hard getting out of bed this morning. <laughs> oh, it was rough. It was harder getting on a train. Oh. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Well. I mean, yeah. it could be worse. could be back on a Monday. That would, be, that would be worse. But uh, pretty quiet office. Uh, a few people have taken a few extra days coming into the new year. So yeah. not a lot to do, which was a comfort, at least. I spent most of the day, honestly, um, resetting passwords and things because I'd been gone so long they'd all expired. <laughs> That'll do it then, won't Yeah, it? it was one of those days. So not, not my most productive Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> so I'm a bit knackered tonight. So that is, it's possibly a good thing that this is a bit of a chill episode. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I mean... I got some good stuff for Christmas, you know, the usual sort of stuff, and including a certain sign that might be visible to people watching live. Yeah, <laughs> gifted by one uh, Kyrie. Yep, from one host to another. It's like there, 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 there is meaning to the can't love uh, part of the message in that. Uh, Long time ago now, uh, when me and Mrs. were dating and Kyrie was dating someone else at the time, we got together in London and we went to Wagamons. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were doing, we were sitting opposite each other and got our food and I'm eating away. And Kyrie and her partner at the time were doing the whole like lovey dovey thing to each other, something like uh, or how whatever it was. Yeah. And uh Jen was like, oh, and she turned to me, expecting me to reciprocate <laughs> in some form. I just went, I was like, can't love eating. And just continued going. <laughs> in in the Homer Simpson style. And that's been one of the, the long-running jokes. Yes, in our an thing inside that. joke that has now become an outside joke broadcast on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but yeah, it's when she, if she turns up here, she's like, she'd be all like, ah, I'd be like, fuck off, 
Busy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, all sorts of stuff from new cross stitch gear that I've been after to uh, statuette sort of thing and all sorts of stuff. Very nice. And then uh, Evie had her massive pile of stuff from Santa and stuff from us and Jen had her uh, got her amazing probably best present ever I don't know how I'm going to top it type gift <laughs> of her weighted blanket yes she does seem to like that oh yeah I've had to put actual restrictions on her usage <laughs> it's it well she wanted to take it into her office and I was like no she's like why you won't get anything done that's true <laughs> it is a blanket designed for you to relax with. Can't work. Too comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> like, too chill. You put it in your office, you'll get nothing done. I think that's reasonable, yeah. Or I will hear a massive <laughs> bang as your chair is toppled over as you've leaned back with the heavy blanket on. Also possible. So, uh, it stays down here. Maybe it'll go into the bedroom if she's having struggling with bedtime sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, Evie calls it the rock. <laughs> Because you can fold it up, put it, and we put it down. Yeah, and it's so. And it's just a big, heavy rock. It's a big, heavy rock. I mean, it's twelve kilos. It's not a super that's, heavy weight. I mean, that's a noticeable weight. It's noticeable, but it's not super bad. Mm. I mean, Evie weighs more than that, but that's she's true. actually lighter to carry because <laughs> it's just the, yeah, it's distributed differently. But you fold that thing up and put it down. If you fall on it, you will hurt yourself. <laughs> I bet, yeah. On a blanket. <laughs> the mysteries of weighted blankets. Yeah, but no, she, she loves it, and if we've trapped Evie under it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what about the cats? Have you done the cats yet? We have not put them under it, but Torek's <laughs> currently currently uh, sleeping on it. Aww. Kitty. Kitty. I don't know where he is today. But yeah. That, that blanket has become a big hit. Uh, even Alex has started to use it <laughs> when he comes over. Because we're doing a, um, like, rewatch the Marvel MCU on the lead up to Captain Marvel and Infinity War. Cool. Uh, oh, there's a lot of it to rewatch now. Yeah, so we, we're, we're at, we just watched the first four movie on Monday, and we're going to watch Captain and the First Avenger on a Friday. And uh, we're going to try and get some double bills and stuff in as we go on. It's like. Cool. When we get time. But yeah. It, funny it's... you should mention Marvel movies. I know, right? <laughs> but did you get anything you want to... Uh, I, I didn't. It was a, a light one in terms of haul for me, which is oh, absolutely yeah. fine. Because... Katie. Yeah, we're yeah. still waiting on reimbursement from the pet insurance. So I'm still several grand down. And Whoa. we're very what? much in a sort of we cannot reciprocate, do not put in any mm. effort for us kind of a situation. Mm, mm. Uh, so I've said, you know, 2019 birthday presents are going to be a bit better because <laughs> <laughs> Christmas sucked in that sense. In every well, other sense, it was great. But yeah, financially, oh, yeah. oh expensive baby boy. Yeah. Um, but, that, but he seems much better for it, though. So. Yes, he is. So it was yeah. worth every penny, to be honest. But I could do with getting the insurance paid off. It's been a month, and they usually say, <laughs> it's, oh, it takes like a week to process a claim. And I'm like, it's been a month. And it's, it kind of happened over the Christmas period. Yeah, that didn't so help. It kind of, you know. didn't help. But, um, I did yeah. buy myself a little present, though. Yeah. 
yeah, something happened that, uh, for some reason, inspired me to go and enjoy the Comixology Christmas sale and accidentally buy every volume of uh, Spider-Gwen. <laughs> I, I oh, don't really? know why that was. Yeah. Uh, maybe what? it's because Spider-Verse is so fucking good. Oh my god. <laughs> and that's basically what we're doing today, folks. We are just going to sit here and go, oh my god, how good was that movie? So, uh, warning. Big alert. Oh yeah, yeah, Big, we will spoil. Know, we will spoil. spoil. We're you like know, that. You, if you know us, you know that spoilers <laughs> are a thing on this show. Uh, if you haven't seen Spider-Verse and you don't want to hear... Then go and watch Spider-Verse, because it will be Spider-verse better than and, this podcast. You know, tune in next week for the next episode if you're live, or <laughs> you know, skip this episode when you see it on releases. Yep. Go go, go go watch Spider-Verse. Like, even if it you have is. seen it, go watch it again. It's better than this. We... <laughs> Good night, Phil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taking our advice there. <laughs> see you, Phil. So, we went to see it uh, last week, mm-hmm. and we, we were in a bit tight obviously over Christmas, so we didn't have anything, yeah, that's couldn't really go to cinema leading up. But we got some cinema vouchers ah, as a nice. Christmas present. So uh, we took those in the EV and we went and we went saw, saw Spider-Verse. And it was after the fact I realised it was Stanley's birthday. Oh, nice! When we saw it. So we saw Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Verse on his birthday. That's we very like, cool. If you know, and, and his last cameo appearance. No. No? Endgame is his last coming appearance. Ah, was that that's, already recorded? That's they've confirmed that Endgame, but they they have also taken a 3D model of his head. Well, yeah, obviously. So people don't own their likenesses anymore. No, indeed. So who knows what we'll see him in in the future? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, it would it be, be nice if he he does end up being in the universe as a Watcher or something. Yeah, some sort of there's got to be something to it. Yeah, but, you know, he. I mean, it's almost implied in the like, whole God, MCU. Yeah. <laughs> the you fact know, he's like, always there whenever shit's going down. So many various jobs and yep. stuff and getting affected in it in so many ways. But yeah. So it was a, it was a nice kind of thing of, ah, oh, poignant. Mm. Because if you've listened to the last episode, I think I mentioned it in that one, I had a... a string of movies i wanted to catch yeah uh didn't manage it did not manage it at all i caught one of them and coming out of that film i think i made the right choice if i could only catch one of them in the cinema that's the one i would want to see on the big screen going back to our 2018 review yep this may have knocked rampage as my favorite movie of the year it's my movie of the the year it is easily my movie of the year like oh my god there's just so much about this movie it's fantastic like the there's one thing about this movie that makes me get angry and it's nothing to do with the movie itself it's the fact that at best it will be nominated for best animated picture and it won't have a shot at best picture because quite frankly it deserves it yeah oh yeah from like music alone they should Mm -hmm. get something for that because christ I saw the uh, the two the three Spider Verse albums that have come out from this. <laughs> One being the you know music music from, featured in it, yeah, the yeah, actual original soundtrack inspired uh, inspired by mm-hmm. Spider Verse. The uh, the original soundtrack and the album, score that that one. Sorry, yeah, the score, uh, which is like an hour and a half long. Mm. And then it was the Christmas album. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> which is like five songs. Yeah. Two of which are sung by Chris Pine. Cool. Uh, one is sung by Miles' voice actor. That's pretty cool. He sings Joy to the World, but every one of these songs has been Spider-Manned. <laughs> nice. Like at one point, it's like, uh, he's like, I should be getting paid for this. Why am I not getting paid for this? <laughs> and it's like, dang, Miles is of the generation where they could have a GoFundMe account as Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, pay, help me pay for my web fluid. <laughs> and then uh, one of them is sung by Peter B. Parker. Cool. And the last track on this album is The Night Before Christmas, uh, 1967 edition. <laughs> as as spoken by Spider-Man, <laughs> 60 Spider-Man. Nice. So it's like, this is great. That That is beautifully cheesy. I love it. That is a great idea. All because of that one little joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. We'll get to that. But, I mean, the music, the music is amazing. Yeah. Like, I really liked what they did with music. And I really liked that despite it being an ensemble cast, despite it being mm. Spider-Verse, it was Miles Morales' movie. Oh, very much it was Miles' movie. Very much so. The others are there to fill in their parts. Yes. But it's very much, this is Miles' origin. Uh, yeah, as Zoe says, especially after Homecoming stole Miles' whole shtick and gave it to Peter Parker. Yeah. Which it did. Um, I, I loved what they did in terms of all of the visuals, all of the music to make it Miles' movie. Mm. And as good as the soundtrack was, my first reaction coming out of that cinema was... It's a phrase you hear a lot in movie reviews. You've mm. never seen anything like this before. It's very rarely true. Yeah. This, I feel like I can genuinely say you have never seen anything like this before. No. This no. was astonishing. Like, I it, can't uh, remember if I put it in the show chat or not, but like, I immediately said I never knew I wanted to see half-toning in a CGI movie before, but yes. I did. Yeah, you did put something on that line. <sighs> Shut up, watch. <laughs> <laughs> Shush. 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 Exploding. And too many notifications. And I think yeah, I might um, be getting notifications on Twitch in a second as well, because they were Twitch notifications. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, there they so are. Much about this, <laughs> so much about this film was amazing with, you know, uh, we're saying the music, the set designs within it, the character designs within it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of my favorite des character designs weren't even... The, the spiders Fair. Like my fa my favorite character design was kingpin yes yeah he was it's like two fridges put together with a head in the middle yeah no attempt to make it in any way realistic it's bedding into the comic book movie yeah it's a comic book therefore stylized art is a thing we do uh and they really went with it like their version of um of uh, the lizard in Gwen's flashback or, yeah. or Goblin in the, you know, opening fight scene mm. uh, that you Peter has. You can see the Ultimate Universe inspirations in them. Yes. But they are very much their own takes on it. Yep. And like, I, like when Octavius is revealed. That was good. Jen squealed in her seat. <laughs> she was like, she was like, yes! Like, fantastic! Yep, I liked that. I... 
wasn't as perhaps surprised as they wanted me to be. No. But I did really enjoy the reveal. They did it very nicely. It was kind of, you could kind of see the bits here and there if you knew where to look kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, but if you, you know, if you were new to Spider-Man or relatively like un, unaware of the grander thing of it, it was kind of a, ooh, mm, mm. oh, type thing. It was very satisfying, even mm. if I had guessed. But um, I remember when we got together over Christmas and mm. was it Kyrie said, maybe you see it in 3D because there's this weird background Alex, effect. Alex. Alex was saying very much so. And I agree. The the weird warping effect in the background, it's mm. jarring. Not completely takes you out of the film, but mm. on some occasions it sort of like can draw your eye away from what is happening. One of the particular background effects that they do, I actually found out the explanation for it, and that's when mm. there's a an offset of the colour, um, and so there's a sort of a haze around an object. That is literally a printing error. That is a four-color process printing ah, error that they're right. doing in the film. In the same way they're using half-toning for the shading, yeah, they're using like, more characteristics of printed comics to give it this the, unique look. They've got the comics code of authority thing they at the do. start, don't they? <laughs> yes, which was a cute reference. I didn't... Do you know what? Until I watched a video today about the like the, the Easter eggs and stuff in the mm. movie, I there didn't so really... Many. Oh, my God. I didn't realize what the the comics code was all like. The, why it was there, mm. or why it was a thing where it's not a thing now. Yeah, something I was like, oh, the, okay. The puritanical culture of keeping mm. comics kid friendly. Yeah, yeah. It's like hard to pick anything to do with hell. Can't. Yeah, it's just like, like you look at it and go, really? Like by today's standards, yeah. you're like, really? And then, <laughs> but you think back, it's like. Okay, yeah, well, I guess, like, out of the time, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Definitely with quotation marks. Yeah, friendly, yeah. But, um, God, just. I don't know where to begin. (laughs) Well, so. It's just like. (sighs) Okay, as a general description of what the concept is. Mm. So. Spider-Verse um, is is a multi-universe crossover event for Spider-Man, basically. The, the way I've seen it depicted is the Spider-Verse is the almost physical depiction of the multiverse. Yes. Of Marvel Multiverse. It is the, the web that binds it all together. Yes. The web. And... Yeah, because from the bits that they showed in the movie of what the multiverse bit looks like, it's very much... It's webbing, which it was because it's a Spider-Man movie, so that's Mm. the symbology they chose. Yeah. But But in terms of just the film, what the film's Mm. concept is, so we open on a Peter Parker, who is a blonder, handsomer, more successful Peter Parker than maybe we're traditionally used to. He's been Spider-Man for what ten years at that point, or something. Something like that. He is not old. He, he's twenty-six. Yeah. So he was sixteen when he became Spider-Man. So yeah. yeah. And it in in a in a uh, ongoing jokey trope that starts at the beginning. We get the comic book 
flying down onto the screen. Yes, each and character, then, yeah. each spider, as they're introduced, has their comic book um, their appear, origins. and they do their origin story. Like, quickly go over each it. Each of like... them telling it as if you've heard it a hundred times before, because you have. Yes. Um, but the key is the each one of them ends with, and for whatever period of time I've been the only Spider-Man or Spider-Woman yeah. in Gwen's case. Yeah. Um, and that helps differentiate them. But this Peter... Um, He's been Spider-Man for a while. Yes, and he shares a universe with our Miles Morales, who at the opening hmm. of the movie is not Spider-Man. He is just the average high school student. Yeah, going off to a... Uh, to Visions Academy, a slightly elite school, semi-boarding, yeah. uh, semi-residential, and um, Week de- weekdays at school, weekends at home. Yeah, that's pretty much the concept. Yeah, and Miles stumbles into uh, eventually a big fight that Peter is having with Green Goblin in a super collider. Mm which goes horribly, horribly wrong, opens a rift in time and space. An Alchemex Super Collider. An Alchemex Super Collider. And sucks other realities into this one. And that is why the this one universe now suddenly contains Peter Parker, who for 10 years has been the only Spider-Man. Peter B. Parker, who for the last 20-something years has been the mm. only Spider-Man. Gwen Stacy, who for the last few years has been the only Spider-Woman. Two years I think it was only a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, two years, yeah. Penny Parker, from the future, from twenty, the, uh, from the 2040s. The year I, I yeah. thought she was just from the 2040s. Maybe the maybe it's more of the origin, but it says it's the year 3000. Oh, is it, the, it could be the 3040s. Anyway, um, yeah, Penny Parker, who has a spider mech. Um, you've got Noir. You've got Spider-Noir. Nick Cage is finally in a good superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's all he hey, ever wanted. Team, it's all he ever wanted. Type- he was in Teen Titans, Ghost of the Movies, and he, was Superman, and he was Superman, so he finally got to be Superman. In 2018, he got to be in two good superhero movies. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, and then you've got Peter Porker, Spider-Ham, the so cartoon is... universe Spider-Pig. You've got six spiders in this yep. movie. And so they all basically come together, as you would expect, to try and fix the problem and find their way home. And along yeah. the way... Peter Parker, this universe's Spidey, quite early on. Yeah, almost at the same point when Miles stumbles upon this. Yep. He Peter's, dies. He's brutally murdered by Kingpin. Like, King yeah. And brutally like, is the word. Like, you know, like it's almost a Hulk smash. Yeah. Moment. And so this universe has no Spider Man of its own anymore. It's until Miles gets bit. Before that, that's why he was made. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He had already been bit because his his uncle took him down. His uncle took him into the Alchemix, the abandoned Alchemix lab bit. Yes, to do the spray painting on the wall. His uncle Aaron, aka Prowler, and uh, the spider appeared there. And I actually loved the bite sequence. Yes, because the aftermath of it was beautiful. (laughs) It's like you know, you see it. Trying to get onto him for all this bit where he keeps getting swung around all that. And he finally does bite. We get the amazing sequence of the venom going in and affecting the blood. And, the mm-hmm. and then Mars is just like. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hit him immediately. So he's just. Oh, I've been bitten he, by a bug. Yeah. He doesn't get the Peter Parker reaction of 
my body's in immense pain yeah. and I'm dizzy. I feel sick. It's just like, I've been bitten by a spider. Fuck oh, well. that spider. And even like the, the, the night sequence where that sort of thing would happen, where the, you know, the writhing around, with it. he's just sleeping. Yeah. Like nothing. <laughs> yep. But he's <laughs> so he's just, chill. He's very, very relaxed about the whole thing. His transformation was not particularly unpleasant. But from then on, the film is basically Miles learning to be Spider-Man, surrounded by these characters who all have very different takes on what it means to be Spider-Man, mm. uh, and coming into his own and learning what his Spider-Man is going to be. And yeah. it's that's it. It's his origin movie without doing the overdone origin movie, and by surrounding him by these other spiders. So we have, you know, the experienced characters along with the newbie, all at the same time. That is very much his arc. And his power set in this one, because uh, traditionally he doesn't have all of Peter's powers. No. doesn't have the same, but in this one, he does have all the same powers as Peter, plus his two additional, being his uh, electro-venom shocks and his camouflage ability. Yes. Neither of which he can do on command at first. No, because... <laughs> That makes sense. But I, I... That's that's the broad strokes of it. That is the broad Now I feel it. like we're just going to jump around and talk about what we liked about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I want, straight away, to go to one of my favourite bits. That Zoe pointed something out about this one, which is mm. the, the raid on Alchemex done by Peter B. Parker and Miles. Yes, on the lab, yeah. Because Peter B. Parker is he's somewhat a reluctant Spider-Man at this point. Yeah. He is the main universe Spider-Man. They've confirmed this uh, yes. from from in that scene Spidey when they Prime, up, as it were. Yeah. When they when they when you see them activate the super collider, yep. you and you see them in the uh you see in the control room, you see the list of the universes that have been connected. Yeah. And one of them is E616. Yes. Which is the main canon universe. That is the, yeah, the prime Marvel universe. Yeah. So this, this is a Peter who's been Spider-Man for 20-something years. And it's a Spider-Man who has broken up with MJ, had his life yeah. go a little bit directionless. Yeah. He's uh, a little bit paunchy now. Yeah, he's got divorced. Uh, Aunt May has passed away. He's had his back broken, and you know he's he's been he's done essentially. Yeah, you know he's very much like um, I'm. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, the the love of it has gone out of his life. Um. So yeah, this is the Spidey who is mentoring Miles at this point. Yeah, and not well. <laughs> No. Uh, to the point that when he finally does give Miles advice, and Miles is like, "This is way too many things to remember," he goes, "Then stop listening to me." And he's like, That's the best advice you've given me so far. Yeah, uh, and and I love that web swing sequence. Yes, it's, it's just the swing and whip, swing and whip. Like they're, they're using the sound effects that everyone, yes. you know, they're saying the sound effects that everyone says. Yeah. Yeah, you know stuff, the stuff from the comics, and, and that is very specifically called out in the script because the yeah. entire script for this movie is available for free online. Huh, did not know yeah, that. It is. Um, it will probably be linked in the show notes, uh, mm. and they very specifically say um, that the thwip 
is appearing on screen as a comic bubble thing with each time they say it and each time they do it and uh, they're very clear about making it the thwip a very big part of that swinging sequence yes and uh something else we've got mentioned when miles wakes up after being bitten the next day you know, mm. he's got the typical things of he's slightly taller and all that kind of stuff yeah. but he is starting to he gets the effects of like the comic book panels appearing above him for his inner monologue yes. and uh you get the sound effects appearing like you know you got the comic book stylings really coming more into fold yes there. you have the yellow text boxes for inner monologue which he even calls out as uh, being unnaturally loud to him now yeah it's like were my thoughts always this loud mm. it's like he's like banging his head and stuff and then yeah and uh you get to meet we get to see gwen as spider gwen at this point because miles bumps into her at school yes and as far as he's aware she's just a new student and yes we don't see her as spider gwen until later but we see gwen turning up at uh, his school and we find out how she gets her haircut yes (laughs) (laughs) that that was that was a horrible horrible scene where that was a horrible after they do the head shave and miles's hand is still covered in her hair so yeah it's just after miles has woken up again and he's making his way through and you know the the all the spider powers sort of activating at once and he's sticking to stuff and he can't let go and he ends up getting stuck to her hair how does he do it he... um he's trying to do the shoulder touch that aaron taught that, him yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go right no he's, he's trying to flirt and touches her hair and sticks to it with spider stickiness and then can't let go because he hasn't got any control over it yet and they end up As having he's... to cut him free she, she's trying to uh, subtly tell him, relax. Yeah, yep. relax. She knows what's go going away. on. So relax, and it will get better. But he's freaking out, and it's just just a lot of the like He's freaking like, out okay. in the way that a teenage boy who's trying to flirt with a girl he likes and it's gone this badly wrong yeah. would freak <laughs> out. And it's just just a bit where he's like, "Okay, here's the plan. I'm going to pull really hard. <laughs> that is a bad plan. Do not do that." I'm going to pull really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, jumping back, we're going to go all over the map tonight. Yeah, it's going to happen with this. That scene with Peter B. Parker and Miles, Zoe immediately said, it makes me want to see a film with Deadpool badly mentoring Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I like that. Oh. Yes, beautiful. <laughs> Do that. Considering how well the What's the Point Deadpool turned out to be, um, it could make sense if they put it if they were to put him into the universe somehow. Yeah, Deadpool and Spidey are a natural combination, and I would just love to see Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool interact with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. That would be amazing. <laughs> Especially with Deadpool's self-awareness of what the Deadpool-Spidey relationship is, and Tom Holland's yeah. Spider-Man's complete lack of any awareness. God, the age difference, though, yeah, bizarre. Well, that was the—I think—that was the inspiration of the Peter B. Parker Miles thing. Was that age difference? Yeah. It's like the uh, where Peter B. Parker is jaded, Deadpool is just nonsensical and uh, yeah. fucking with him. But the Miles and uh, Peter, in that case, would be not quite of an age, but close enough that it sort of works. 
close enough, yeah. And uh, Miles's whole bit from it is that he just wants to do his own thing. He wants to do his own art, and yeah, he does. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he wants to do with the future, basically. Yeah. And his parents are trying to, do, you know, he has all these do what's right by all him. this pressure on him by his parents because he's a genius because he's got this presumably scholarship into this mm. elite academy, and that's what the thing they say, isn't it? Dad says he's like, uh, he goes, you know, I just got in into here because of this, and he's his dad's like, no, you ace the test, yeah, like everyone else. Yeah. Who's going there? You pass the you test just like everyone else. You're incredibly clever. You're an incredibly clever boy. And Jefferson, his dad, is very much of that. This is an opportunity. Do not waste it. And yeah. and again, putting all this pressure on him. And we see in he's asked to do an assignment on you know what what his ambitions are, mm. and it ends up being a graffiti mural he does. Uh, yeah. centered around the words no expectations uh, yeah. both demonstrating what he wants to be as an artist and also he doesn't like the pressure no. those are the two do, driving forces behind Miles Morales at that point I do love the fact of when he gets the assignment is that he got a zero on a test Yes, <laughs> and it's like the only way you could have got a zero on a test and she gives him that like, redoes it right there in front as if you got if you knew all the answers. Yeah, if you knew like, which ones to get it. wrong. Because yeah, statistically, it's, like, it's a multiple choice test. If you were yeah. just guessing, you'd get you know a bunch of them right. Well, it's like Stephen says, isn't it? If a blind man was to take this test, statistically, what would you get? Is like 50%? And it's like, it's like yeah, of course. And then she's like, yes. So to get every answer wrong... You had to know you every answer to avoid them. Yeah. And it's just like... It's like it's just perfect. Yeah, and she directly calls him out, saying, "You are trying to get expelled, aren't you? Stop yeah. that! You're too smart. This school is a good fit for you." Yeah, like eventually, I think once he gets over himself, he'll be very happy there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we kind of see that by the end. Yeah, right? exactly. So, but now, um, so on the escape, so they have gone to Alchemax to, so. <sighs> Peter Parker of this universe had created a Gooba. Gooba is what they called it, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. The Gooba. The Gooba. As Peter B. Parker uh, explains, there's, there's always a thing. It's like a, a key or a code or a trigger or it, I, Gizmo, I just call them Goobas. And that seems to be a universal, literal universal concept. Yes. Within the spiders is the Gooba. Because this universe is Aunt May calls them goobers too. Presumably that yeah. means this universe is Peter also called them goobers. And all it was is a USB stick to put into the super collider which would destroy the software. Yes. And stop it from working. And, and override it as well. Yeah. Uh, which is key later because they want to override it and use it to send everyone home. Yeah. And uh, during the during the, the lead up to Peter B. Parker's appearance uh, Miles breaks it accidentally, trying to do the the, the leap of faith. Yes, yes. Super Spider Man jump uh, and, and getting it badly wrong. That's that whole sequence was fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's like 
up the stairs, back down the stairs. That was beautiful. Yeah. Smaller building. Yep. This one. <laughs> like, yeah, so he goes up to the top of this incredibly tall building to do the leap of faith off the side of it. And you see him stood on the edge, on the precipice, bracing himself, and it just hard cuts to him running back down the stairs. In in a ill-fitting Spider-Man costume. Yes, a shop-bought Spider-Man costume. <laughs> because everyone... Because uh, we get the sequence of after Peter's death of Mary Jane doing a speech at the service yes. and all this kind of stuff. And everyone, pretty much in the audience, in, or the public who are what, who's watching... Uh, have got Spider-Man masks or costumes on or something yes. as tribute. Because in that very that... Marvel Universe way, the, yeah. the Marvel merchandise exists within the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And and uh, the shop where he purchases it, we get our Stan Lee cameo. Yep, the shopkeeper. Yeah. And it's like, it's like it will fit eventually. <laughs> just cuts to the side and it's like no refunds no, no refunds. returns under any circumstances <laughs> <laughs> which has got you know many meanings to it if you really look into it mm. so it will fit eventually yep and um so he's running around in this which which if you've seen the trailer it's that costume from the trailer yes that he's the in, one yeah, that looks in, like a cheap Halloween costume because that's exactly what it is yeah and yeah, he goes. He goes. To, he goes to jump. I just waiting for him because he's standing on the edge because of what's happened. But I was expecting someone in like, on the street to be like, "No, don't jump," type thing. <laughs> no, but instead you know? we see him running right back down the stairs and then up a smaller building, still well, easily of, tall enough to kill a normal person well, jumping off thing. it. First of all, you see him looking at a skyscraper. Yes, <laughs> and then it's like, and then he goes to the smaller building next to the one he's standing in front of, and he's like. And to say he doesn't quite make it... Uh... Yeah, that is an understatement. He fucks it up dramatically. Yeah. But at this point, he's got the proportional strength of a spider and all this kind of stuff, so he is not super badly hurt on the way down, no. but... He's spidey I mean, spidey looked, survives these things. It still looks painful. Yes. You know? <laughs> Hitting his got ribs on the fire escape and... On the curve, it hits the curve on the final bit, and just like, it's the off. thing. It's one of the core themes of the movie: is Spidey gets hurt, but doesn't yeah. let it stop him. That's who Spider Man is. Yeah, that's the thing. Are you going to run away? Is mm. it? It's the, it's the, or are you going to get almost... back up again? Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Are you going to get back up again? Yeah, it's it's one of the things Peter tells him. You know, I always get back up. That's that's yeah. who I am. That's what I do. I always get back up. And that's something that across the spiders in the movie all agree with. We always get back up again. And it's sort of the lesson Peter B. Parker learns by the end of it is his life's gone to shit. He needs to get back up again. He forgot that for a little while and Miles reminds him. In in a haze of tears and pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And depression. Um... But yeah, so he breaks uh, the thing, so yeah. they need to break into Alchemex because they need to steal it, the code to make a new one, basically. Yeah. And um, you get a sequence of Peter going off by himself and then uh, Miles getting annoyed and hits his hand on the rock he's hiding behind and breaks it and it just, just turns oh, and goes... That's new. That, that's new. <laughs> it's like, ah, strength is coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Uh, that's when he decides, except when 
Is that when Kingpin turns up? Yes. And that's when he's like, I need to go tell Peter. Yeah. So he sneaks in. Yeah, yeah that wonderful long shot of him running along this ridge line of this hill that goes around the facility, going, What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Being chased by his own word balloons. Yeah. <laughs> and um when he catches up with Peter in the event, Peter's like, What the, what what are you doing? Why are you here? And it's like, because you know, I need to tell you which harkens to a thing of Peter has been alone yes. through all of this. And, you know, as Spider-Man, he's always been, as much as you got the, the gay Spidey fans, there are just as many J. Jonas out he's there. He's a menace! Yeah. And he's done everything alone. Yeah. So for the first time to have someone else be there, you can see that already starting to get to him. Well, and they call like, it out. There's that just that moment yeah. of quiet, and Miles is like, what's wrong? And he goes, nothing, it's just, you know, most people I meet on the job want to kill me, so you're a nice change of pace. Mm. Uh, so that that's sort of the, the first moment of bonding between the mm. two of them. Uh, and then they go through the, the heist as planned by Peter B. Parker, which yeah. I enjoyed. Uh, especially the step three, I reassess my personal biases. Yeah. Um, when they're like, we look for the head of the facility. That lady with the bike is the head. I, you know, I saw her before on TV, and it's like, oh, step three, I reassess my personal biases. And then they move on with uh, step four, hack into the computer. It's not really hacking. Just, just shut up, kid. You're making me lose my flow. Uh, download <laughs> the information. I'll know it when I see it. Then step five, grab a bagel and run. Yeah. <laughs> And they proceed with the plan and execute it flawlessly, obviously. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Not the not getting you know the 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 lady in question doesn't suddenly appear and cause confusing confusion for everyone. And then capture Peter. Yeah. I loved I loved the whole uh bit it was like, Alright Miles needs you remember the password. Oh, <laughs> yes. Just, <laughs> Super long secrets of letters and numbers and symbols. Yep, and and he remembers it all apart from the last two digits. And yeah. whilst Peter is distracting Olivia, uh, Miles signals to him that he needs the last two digits, and Peter is like, "Yeah, you know, how can you be old enough to be leading this whole project? You can't be a day over thirty-five." Uh, <laughs> Um, and then, of course, the whole plan is rumbled. She captures Peter, not Miles, who runs out with the computer and the monitor, leading in, to in one of my entirety. favorite gags later. Good news, we don't <laughs> need the monitor. Um, and they have a conversation revealing that the, the glitching that has been happening, uh, that we've seen Peter suffering, uh, is dangerous and deadly and mm. is going to kill him. And she they can't wait to watch it happen. He is not meant to be here. No. And that is when we realise that Olivia is Olivia Octavius. Yeah, so she starts stripping off her lab coat <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, okay. And then... Yes. And let me guess, your friends call you Doc Ock. Oh, no, no, my friends call me Liv. My enemies call <laughs> me Doc Ock. And I liked her Ock design. Yes. The fact that the, the tentacles were like soft... Uh, I guess full of liquid or something, maybe full of air. Yeah, yeah, something. You know, they were they weren't the mechanical 
tentacles of classic. There, there was art. very much a biotech feel to it, mm. which mm. I liked. Which which seems to be the theme amongst the uh, villains of this yeah. of the ultimate this ultimate universe. Yeah, seems to be. Um, so she was pretty badass. I liked this version of Doc Ock. Yeah, very much so. Like I said earlier, Jen was just like, yes! <laughs> and I just, I loved her um, sarkiness with Kingpin as well. Yeah, like, my, it's an hour. <laughs> yes. She's very possessive of her work, which is fair, because there's no way fair. Kingpin could do it without her. No, indeed. And, uh, yeah, from there it just... Well, that's when they go to um, Aunt May's house. Yeah, well, that's when they is that that's before they meet up with everyone else, isn't it? Yes, because yeah. they go it's, to Aunt May's house, um, yeah. and it's got all this tribute outside. Basically, they need to recreate the Goober, so they they need access to Peter's stuff. Basically, and it's a great sequence of. Aunt May coming outside of a baseball yes. bat. Lily Tomlin, I love Lily Tomlin as an actress. She's fantastic, and she was such a good Aunt May, and and yeah. maintained the now unbroken record of uh, every woman who has portrayed Aunt May in a movie has been an Academy Award nominee. Huh. <laughs> did not know yep. that. Um, so we keep that streak alive. And yeah, she... Mm. Um, it's that interesting moment meeting them because, of course, in Peter's universe, Aunt May is dead. And here in and May's universe, Peter is dead. Just dead as just well. Just dead. And that moment is tense. But lovely at the same time. <laughs> but lovely. And then she... Because straight away she's like, you're a Peter from a different universe. Yes. Like, she's been with what? Peter long enough, uh, knowing that he's Spidey, that this shit is not new to her. Like, she no. has seen shit. She knows what's going down. It's a goober. Ah, yes, a goober. <laughs> she recognizes it and calls it by name. Um, she takes him out, into, takes the him out into the yard, to the shed. And you've got to wonder how this Peter Parker in this universe ever kept his secret, considering when he activates his shed in full sight of the neighbors' houses, a giant glowing <laughs> spider symbol appears on the shed door. It's not yeah. subtle. So. Well, you know, in some, in some universes, MJ was his neighbor. So True. I'm not sure in the Ultimates if, it, if she was or not. I think she may have been. You know, that was part of it. Mm. But I mean, but, um, it's a small neighborhood. Like, there were neighbors yeah, on the indeed. other side as well. And behind them. Yep. And, yep. Yeah. It's not subtle. But she takes them down to the spider cave and introduces them to the rest of the gang. I mean, this is the same sort of same sort of joke we made with Spider-Man on PS4. It's like, surely someone has seen him come That's in true. and out of his window. That's true. That is costumes. always the whole like, in, in Spidey's whole shtick. But the gl giant glowing shed is probably the more yeah, egregious that, offense here. <laughs> a full-on bat cave yes. situation. I do like that the script manages to describe the whole cave setup in excruciating detail without ever once referencing the bat cave. Nice. <laughs> Not specifically. But yeah, but that, that's that, what it yeah. is. And oh my lord, this is like one of the biggest Easter egg moments. Yeah, every bit if of tech in there, every suit in there, every vehicle in there. 
if you if you are an Easter egg hunter, movies, <laughs> this this scene will be a big bulk of it. Yep, this and of course every every time you see a character's uh, phone contacts, yeah, are going to be the biggies. I think. Yeah, and um, you get to see stuff like uh, the spider buggy and yep. uh, the copter and all sorts of like stuff. That you're like, wait, what? Yeah, it's all in there. It's just packed with references to cartoons, to old comics, to whatever. Uh, what if, so like, uh, earlier Mars goes on how he'd like to, like, oh, a cape would be good. For yes. <laughs> Spider-Man like, does not Spider-Man. wear a cape. And then, lo and behold, in, in Peter's uh, Hall of... Um, Oh, you're getting a call. From you? Yep. I'm trying to get the video back. Ah. It's an audio call, not a video call. Oh, I meant it to be a video call. Yeah, turn on the camera. Hey, you're back. There I am. But yeah, the Easter eggs here range from, like, the 60s all the way through to the Iron Spider. Yeah. And the, the Cape one is when he, uh... There was a what if comic when Peter was the Sorcerer Supreme. I thought it looked a bit Doctor Strangey. Yeah, that 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 is. I that didn't get the suit. reference, but I looked at it and when that's a Doctor Strange Spidey yeah. suit. Yeah, there there is a a what if comic where Peter was the Sorcerer Supreme instead. So that's where the cape comes from. But yeah, yeah. Miles just very smugly goes, "Hey, I think this is a cape." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And even if you look along uh, the suits as well, on the far left was the advanced suit, the white spider from suit. The from the game, yes. From the game. So it's like tying it into the universe even more. Well, it's a so. Sony movie. It's a Sony-published yeah. game, so... Yeah. And it's the... it's the la- And they did the flip side where you can get Peter's costume for the game in the last DLC. Yes. And it's the last suit to unlock as well, apparently. That Alex. makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's and that's when we get to see the other three spiders. Yes, because they are they already in the spider cave, having gone to Aunt May much quicker than these two. Because everyone thought this is what we, this is what I would yeah. do. And uh, that's where we we meet Penny, Noir, and uh, Spider-Ham Ham. and get all of their intros more or less all overlapping with each other. Yeah. I, just, I love Noir's the whole thing of sometimes I like a match and burn it down to the stuff just to feel... Something, anything. <laughs> For me, it's 1932 it's, it's, and I spend my time fighting Nazis. A lot of Nazis. It's... <laughs> I, yeah, Spider Noir is amazing, and he's in black and white, yeah. and also he, with he, mysterious wind billowing him around him dramatically, even in a closed room. So where's the wind come from? <laughs> like, uh, the wind know, follows me. <laughs> it's uh, the intro scene between them all is so joyously over the top and ridiculous. I loved it, and and like Spider Ham, it's like if anyone who doesn't know Spider Spider Ham's origin. <laughs> It's like bitten by a radioactive that, pig. Yeah, he was a spider who's bit by a radioactive pig. It's like, what? No. Yep, and he is 
just an outright tune, just a full-on cartoon in the middle of this otherwise hugely stylized CG world. Yeah. We've, we, you know, I yeah. talked about how you've never seen anything like this before, and yeah, between the the neon coloring, the beautiful lighting, the fact that it is CG that looks cell shaded in a way I've mm. not seen cell shaded CG look before. Uh, half toning in all sort of gradiated lighting, uh, print errors in CGI yeah. cell shading, and there is this Looney Tune. Straight up tune. Just, yeah. He's a straight up Roger Rabbit Looney Tune implanted in another genre of film. Uh, and that's fine. In this film, that, that works. That's absolutely mm. fine. It completely makes sense in the grand scheme yeah, of things. And also, like, Penny, depending on whether it's a lingering emotional shot or an action shot, either looks like the most cheaply animated anime in the world or a Studio Ghibli character. Uh, yeah. And again... It's a completely different art style, but it does—it doesn't matter. Like, you just accept that that universe is that universe in the same way that Spider Noir is black and white. Again, it it works, yeah. And she's like a master hacker and all this kind of yes, stuff. Yes, well, she is of them all. She's the one without actual spider powers. Her but spider power is the in, psychic link with the spider. But in the sequence in the door, ah, no, I know what you're going to say because there is a sequence where they're hiding from Miles' roommate and they're all scuttling around on the ceiling. She is being held by... She is being held up by Gwen Stacy. Ah. If you look, she is not actually clinging to the ceiling. No. <laughs> she is being held up by Gwen Stacy while, because she is an anime character, holding her skirt down. Ah, right. Because <laughs> so, they're so tightly knit together yep. at that, during that bit. It's like a lot to try and take in. Like. Yeah, it's hard to spot, but yeah, she is actually being held up and also doing an anime trope. Uh, <laughs> everyone agrees that Miles shouldn't come along. Yeah, because so, he's so new to this, he doesn't have control of his powers. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a kid. He's a kid who is in over his head. It's super dangerous. Yep. And like even though someone has to be there to shut down the collider after they've all gone home yeah. and he's from this universe even with that factored in they still agree it's one of them that should stay behind and shut it down even if that condemns them to a horrible painful death yeah rather than have miles come it's it's that certain that he is the wrong guy for this job yeah <laughs> And that's hard to hear. He yeah, doesn't take it well. No. And, you like, know, why should he? He's had a bad week all round. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know? And it's like the one guy he, he thinks he can rely on, his uncle, isn't available. Yeah. Speak to. Yes, at this point, yeah. All he yeah. knows about Aaron is Aaron isn't answering his calls. He is off doing a job. He is, he is out. Yeah. He he will be back in a few days. And now we know uh, what job he's doing because we've seen Prowler. Yeah, <laughs> and we we as the audience know who he is. Yeah, and he he is Miles has met Prowler. Yeah, and has been chased by him and all this kind of stuff. So he's he knows to be afraid of him, mm -hmm. not knowing who Prowler is. So during this whole bit, Miles goes to Aaron's apartment, saying and leaves him. A handwritten message saying, 
if you see this, give me a call because I don't know what to do. Yeah. He's, he's in crisis at this point. Yeah. It's uh, on the hero's arc. This is the rock bottom hitting crisis moment. Yeah. And while he's in there, he hears someone coming up the, the fire escape. And it's the prowler coming into the into the room. Yep. In full costume. And he's hiding behind the TV and using his camouflage. Yeah. Is that when he takes the helmet off, or does it happen? Oh, it happens after the fact, doesn't it? Uh, yes, after Miles yeah. leaves, Aaron takes yeah. the helmet off. Because there are people in the audience who don't know that Aaron is Prowler, and they definitely want the audience to know that before their next confrontation. Yeah. So uh, the next confrontation, everyone in the audience will know that the Prowler is his uncle. It's, yeah. Although at that point, a lot of people who obviously like Spider-Man already know yeah, uh, but they wanted to really telegraph it for the audience because there will be people in there who aren't aware. No, and then uh, he chases Miles down because Miles is still in costume at this point. Yep, and they haven't seen each other's faces and whatnot. As so far as they're like, concerned, it's Prowler and some spider, uh, some new spider. Definitely kid. not the old Spider-Man, but it's a spider person with powers. Mm. But they don't know who each other are. No, and Miles gets away. And uh, he decides to go on to try and help still, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm, I'm going to help. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, well, he goes back, and this is when he's followed. Isn't it? Yes, he's going to go back to Aunt Mays. He goes back to Aunt Mays, and um, then we have big old action scene because <laughs> he's and followed and it has one of my comes... favourite moments in the movie mm. and that's just Aunt May's reaction yes <laughs> just like take it outside and then smash smash it's just like uh, uh, uh. and her Again forcibly ejecting shit. tombstone yeah because <laughs> I said take it outside baseball bat um, <laughs> but yeah he, he's followed by Prowler tombstone um, Scorpion's there. You know, it's uh, a, a collection of classic Spidey villains. No Goblin this time. No Goblin this time. Because their version of Goblin would be far too large to fit in May's house anyway. That's true. I mean, Scorpion was pretty big. Scorpion was pretty big, that's true. And then uh, fights ensue, every spider takes someone on. Yep. It's, and, it's a good uh, chance to watch them all beating the crap out of each other. And it's a chance to see Miles not. Like, yeah. Miles doesn't know how to engage in this situation, proving them right. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He is out of his depth. And the goobers flying around between the spiders yep. and the villains, and eventually Miles gets hold of it, and then the Prowler comes after him. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually he catches up. Yeah. On a rooftop, and... He's got Miles by his neck and getting ready to finish the job, essentially. And, and Miles, Miles unmasks. And then just see Prowler like, no. And then he's got Kingpin watching him from the road. Wait. Isn't it? it no, he must have. Yeah, he, uh, Miles must have known it was Aaron at that oh, point. No, he, because... he did take his helmet off at home. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so Miles did see that bit. 
Um, Because, yeah, that's how he knows to unmask and show his uncle that it's him. Yeah, yeah. Because that's when he gets the phone call from Kingpin. Yes, that's right. That's when he overhears what's going on. Yep. That's why he rushes out. Got the continuity a little bit wrong there. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, he takes the mask off and Prowler's like, I'm sorry, Miles, sort of thing. And then Kingpin shoots him. Yeah. Uh, Prowler refuses to do it. Kingpin calls him out for it. Kingpin shoots him for it. And Miles runs away um, with, with with Prowler. Prowler. Yeah. And they have their, their touching last moment in an alley yeah. before the crime scene is discovered by Miles' father. Yeah. Who discovers both that his brother is the Prowler and yeah. that his brother is dead in yeah. the same moment, uh, which does um, not give the best impression of this new unknown young spider. No, because as far as he's concerned, it Spidey was Spidey killed Prowler. That's what yeah. it looks like. And then, uh... So being a cop, the, APB yeah. put out on Miles Morales. Well, on... Spider. On a Spider-Man. Yeah. But yeah, it's Jefferson um, putting out an APB on his son. Yeah. Unwittingly. Unknowingly. And, uh... The game goes back to... Uh, Aunt Mace, isn't he? Yes. And then they take the goober and they all go. Oh no, they go back to his apartment. Yeah. His uh his 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 place um at the school. And that's where we get the scene where Where they're all hiding from his roommate. Yeah, his roommate passes out and they put him Because they... yeah, the roommate looks up, sees six spider people clinging to the ceiling, and then Spider Ham goes, Do animals talk in this universe? Because I don't want to freak him out. <laughs> Which is the last straw. Yeah. He, he falls unconscious. And they strap him to the bed. They actually tie him down to the bed. No, no, they just put him in bed. I think. Yeah, and then uh, Peter makes Miles go like, like use your powers, shock me. Yeah, do it on command. Show me you're ready. Yeah, and he can't do it. Nope. And Peter's like, I'm sorry. It's like it's a leap, and that's when we get the line. Yeah, you're not ready. Well, how will I know when I am? It's a leap of faith. It's all it is. And in fact, is you know, all the other spiders have left at that point, but they they are still clinging to the building. Yeah, they're all like, listening around. out the window. Yeah, <laughs> they're having this intensely private moment between the two of them, and all of the other spiders are just eavesdropping. We do get, we do have that great moment as well of a spider noir and a Rubik's cube. Yes, yes. When he's looking at it and trying to identify the different colors and and not getting them. <laughs> no, because. He is like, colour doesn't exist in this universe. Yeah. And um, they all leave to go and stop Kingpin. And Peter webs Miles into his chair so he can't follow, because he's gonna. He knows he's gonna. Yeah. So he so just webs like, him in, makes sure he doesn't. Webs him and gags him. Yep. And that's when... Uh, his dad Miles turns his up. Dad, yeah, turns up and to, to tell him that what's happened to his uncle. Yep. And they've had this falling out earlier over, you know, Miles' is, um, discontent with his school situation and all the pressure being put on him and all of that. So his dad thinks he's still angry at him and that's why he's not answering. No reason to think anything is wrong, just adding more sort of, more angst into this moment for Jefferson. Oh, there was also that point where he'd gone home. Yes. Wasn't there? Yes. He'd snuck back home. And was hiding. Yeah, because Prowler was and, trying to kill him. Yeah. 
and then he left mm. to, to to save his parents essentially. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it's this lovely, lovely moment between dad and the son through a door. Mm. And Miles, you kind of tell that Miles wants to open the door. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like if he could, <laughs> he would. Yeah. Like, but he's sort he of really bound and to. gagged right now, so not an option. But it's like when his dad knocks on the door. Mm. I was just, you know, he could have just dumped his head or something, mm. you know. <laughs> but I think it kind of just makes that point even more that, you know, to, to the dad at least that Miles is not happy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we get Miles finally getting it. Yeah, he he activates his his shock and blasts his way out of his way. Partly because of the inspiring words from his dad, who is you know saying yeah. you know I get you're angry at me, but you know you really can do anything, you can be anything, and you know mm. really building him up in that moment where Miles really needs it. Yeah, and then we get the sequence of. Oh, that's when his roommate wakes up, sees yes. all the webs, and just goes, eh, and goes back to sleep. <laughs> this is too much to deal with right now. And I'm already in bed. Yeah. And then we get this quick sequence of Miles going back to Maze. Yep. And, and Maze just sitting in the chair, like, you know, like, Q. Yep. You know, like, and welcomes him so with a, it yeah. took you long enough. <laughs> and, and that's when uh, he creates the... The, the iconic Morales. Miles suit. Yeah. And I loved how they did that. Like, the first yeah. time they're in there, you see Miles looking at the classic Spidey suit, and you yeah, see his reflection in the glass, yeah. and it doesn't line up. Like, you no. know, his eyes are at chest level, because Peter was bigger. Fit him. Yeah. But now the angle is higher. So yeah. now, from that perspective, you see Miles' eyes reflected in the eyes of the Spidey suit. Mm. And yeah, he pulls and it out and spray paints the fuck out of it because yeah. he's a graph artist. He's got spray That's what paint. He does, and and I thought that was a really clever way of designing the suit. Yes, I lo- it's you know we're seeing the story of Miles taking over the role from Spider Man, mm. and for the way he does that to be to take Spider Man's suit and rework it into something that suits him. Yeah. was such a visual representation of that concept. And Aunt May shows him, like it has made him his own web shooters yes. that fit. Showing and how competent and involved this May was with the whole Spider-Man yeah. shtick. She's making she web shooters. And she very much, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, in the original Ultimate comic was that role. You know, she, because, she, you know, uh, Miles... He is an intelligent boy. Yeah, oh, he's he was very, not, very smart. He was not Peter Parker smart. No, yeah, he couldn't. He doesn't. He wouldn't know how to make the webbing by himself yeah. and all this kind of stuff. How to make the shooters and all that. So it makes sense to have someone who is there to show him the ropes and yes. show him how the tech. He works. needs a mentor, and yeah. with Peter Parker dead and Peter B Parker hopefully leaving, along with all of the others. May's yeah. a great mentor. Yeah. She's a bamf. Yes. And yeah, we then we get the you get the iconic scene from the trailer of him on the building side in in the hoodie and the we get the leap of faith moment. Yep. We get Miles' he, leap of faith, and this time he gets it right. 
and he jumps from the building. It's the scene where you know his fingers break the glass from the window because he still still struggles with that yep, a bit, a yep, little bit. The stickiness is still an issue. And you get the amazing like reverse shot of him falling, but it's like going up the screen. Yes, and Jen's got an amazing wallpaper from that actually is it the one of miles falling up and gwen falling down into the center no okay because it's I've just, seen it's that just one miles. And i love it i've not seen that one that sounds cool and you know we get the thing as he's he's free falling and eventually he starts spinning because he's losing uh control of the spin yeah he's, he's out of control and then he pulls it together and then it's like that's it he, he is Spider-Man. Yep, he's off and swinging. And uh, cut to the Super Collider. And it's turned back on. Yep. And they're all there. And, and like, we, right. we discover Fisk's yeah. motivation for the Super Collider, which was actually pretty brilliant, just as a, yeah. a throwaway motivation for the villain. Like, generally, kind of like... Ah, oh, you kind of feel for him. And it provided right. a perfect pathos moment for him. So, mm. Fisk, we get this flashback of Vanessa, his wife, and their child, witnessing Fisk confronting Spider-Man and about to beat him to death. Yeah. And one thing that's consistent is Wilson Fisk loves Vanessa deeply. Uh, Very much The so. nature of their relationship changes in various portrayals. Mm. I... I love the Daredevil season three Vanessa on Netflix. Um, she has a very different relationship with Wilson's criminality to this Vanessa. Kingpin should um, steal that Vanessa. But <laughs> if he did that, Daredevil's Kingpin would make a particle accelerator to steal her back and it would be awkward. <laughs> but this universe's Vanessa objects and we see this flashback of her leaving him. And mm. and this is his motivation. He wants Vanessa. And if he can't have his Vanessa... Well, no, she's dead. Yeah. That's why he, he... And if he can't have his yeah. Vanessa, he'll have a Vanessa. And yeah, so in uh, the whole multiverse, he's going to abduct a Vanessa. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a Vanessa and, and son. son. And yeah. that's what this was for. That's the reason it is this multiverse-spanning technology. So it's a very personal motivation for Wilson. Mm. And um, that comes into play at the climax of the film. Oh, yeah. In a beautiful way. So obviously we get big action scene of all of the spiders kicking the ass of all of the bad guys as the super collider is turned on, left running, and reality is breaking the fuck down. Like, parts of other universes are spilling into this one in a way that you can only really do in animation or Inception. Yeah, uh, although arguably first... those scenes in Inception were an animated movie. <laughs> when they when they were using it earlier, we get to see like some leftovers or other. Yeah, there's like the a really glitchy street light, and it's people look at it and go, huh, it's "I think that's a traffic cones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line as well. Yeah, the uh, and but in this this case, it's all the more so. Yeah, you get full skyscrapers and. All sorts of buildings and metro trains in. flying through yeah. the sky, and and this is the battleground for the fight. It is very much a great Spider-Man uh, set piece. Yes, absolutely, no. very, very Spider-Man comic book. Um, it's 
a very Marvel comic book in general. Yes. Having this sort of otherworldly um, MC Escher-esque plane mm. for them to battle on. Um, Spider, SP forward slash forward splash, uh, forward slash R, the mech, is sadly lost in the fight. Yeah, Penny Parker's mech. Too- it's a bit too wrecked by Scorpion. Yeah. And in the original draft of the script, that was where Penny mm. Parker died. Really? Like right. When Scorpion puts the stinger through the cockpit of Spider, it was going to yeah. go through her as well, but they thought that was a what? bit much. Just a... Just, mm. <laughs> yeah. Because in the comic, um, Penny wears a plug suit when she's piloting Spider. Mm. So she's clearly an Ava reference. Yeah. Um, and that would be a suitably Ava ending for her. Um... But they decided to tone that down for the actual film. Yeah. She survives. The mech doesn't. No, but the spider does. The spider does. She gets the spider yeah. itself out of the mech. So yeah. Penny and her spider psychic companion are fine. Yeah. And yeah, okay. Battle achieved. Spiders go home. All that's left yeah. is for Miles to turn off the collider. They got the goober in. They got the goober the in. Is, the rest of everything that's happening. He just needs to press the big red button. And you get them doing the, getting all their jumps. They all jump into the the, the nexus, and they all do their big farewell moment as they do. Uh, and Noir's is my favourite, where he holds up the Rubik's cube and says, "I am taking this strange cube with me. I do yeah. not understand it, but I will." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Spider Ham is like, "I want you to have this," and pulls out, you know, it's a cool Looney Tune fashion a yes. mallet out of his pocket that he has used to beat up the bad guys in fights throughout. I, and gives it to, to Miles going, it'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> and then he does, he does the... He says, that's uh, all folks, and dives into the collider, and, and it's like, I think Gwen is the one saying, is he allowed to say that legally? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lovely fourth wall break, something the yeah. Marvel are known for. And then, yeah, then... And Gwen and Peter Miles have, a- like, the, the emotional goodbye... Because Gwen was very clear, you friends, know, she doesn't do yeah. friends. And Miles is like, well, maybe room for one. And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, keep in touch. And it's as close as they get yeah. to an emotional scene between emotionally yeah. repressed teenagers with secret identities. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Peter was going to still stay behind. Yes. And then Miles is like, the tricks him up. And, and Peter's then going through the thing of, what if it doesn't work? It's a leap you know, of what, faith. What if, you know, what What if it doesn't go, I don't get my, my life back together. Mm. And yeah, that's when Miles throws it back at him. It's a leap of faith, Peter. Yeah, yeah Miles basically tricks him using the same trick Peter used on him earlier and using yeah. the same line. Don't watch the mouth, watch the hands. Yeah. Uh, to prove that he's ready. You know, he bests Peter to prove he's ready. So Peter doesn't have to worry about him going back. And then Miles lifts him up. Yeah, does the leap of faith thing, inspires Peter, go back, sort your life out. And we get that bit as he's almost hitting the Nexus and he's like, great work, kid, essentially. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like nice moves or something like yeah. that. And he hits the Nexus and goes through and then Mars is like, right button. Yep, all I gotta do is press yes. the big red button. And at this point, the button is no longer attached to this collider, it's floating <laughs> around the room. Because it's all gone fully surreal at this point. And, uh... It's uh, we get the climactic fight against Kingpin. Yeah, which was so good, just yeah. so good. It is. 
an up and coming Miles Morales yeah. against get, a very well practiced Kingpin. Yeah. And we get a repeat of what happened to Peter at the start. Yeah. Of, uh, of how this universe's Peter gets taken out, mm. but Miles doesn't, of course. He gets back up. <laughs> and he gets yeah. back up because they're in the control room of the Super Collider because every shit has gone down, people are aware, is Jefferson. His dad is Miles' dad is right there watching. And throughout the film, he's expressed his distaste for Spider-Man, for costumed vigilantism. Yeah. But seeing Miles beaten down by Kingpin, he can't help but have the same reaction every other good-hearted New Yorker does. Get Come on, Spider-Man. Spider Get up. Get him. <laughs> and seeing his dad cheering him on, he picks himself back up. And they have the climactic moment. And the psychological horror moment of them in the metro car fighting mm. and kingpin is winning yeah and kingpin is bearing down on him for the kill but the super collider has returned to its original programming and there is vanessa and his son and yeah. vanessa and his son and vanessa and his son and vanessa and his son all looking at him in horror all yeah. saying wilson what are you doing all repeating that moment from his past. It's the most yeah. poetic justice. It's beautiful. Spidey's lucky Daredevil's Vanessa ain't in there. Very true. <laughs> and then, uh... You'd be like, you then... go, you go, Wilson. You get him for me. <laughs> and then and then Miles... Does he need to, be, comes does he back need to and... die for us to be safe? Then kill him. <laughs> and then, then Miles comes, uh, comes back and... Uh, he uses Kingpin as a as a rocket. Yep, hurls him at the button and just, hey, do me a favor, press the big red button for me, would you? And just <laughs> Kingpin just slaps into it and can't help but press it at that point. And then the collider goes into reverse and sucks everything back in, and pretty much leaves things fine. Yeah. It's a it's a Spidey comic. Everything's fine. He saves the day. Yeah. The city returns to normal. Everyone's um, back where they should be. You got that point where, you know, Miles and Kingpin and his dad almost got sucked yes. into the Yes, you've got to have the dramatic tension, obviously. But obviously, dad was okay where he was, and Kingpin is superhuman strength without the superhuman factor to yes. it. Yes, <laughs> he's just the pinnacle of human strength. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Miles is hanging on by his webs. And then... Uh, yeah, then we cut off and we cut to Kingpin getting arrested and uh, Jefferson calling Miles on his phone. Oh and, God, yes, the, yeah. the little denouement scene. You know, after all the action is resolved, you have your wrap up and and after yeah. after Miles' dad calls him, the new Spider Man appears mm. and just hugs Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> who yeah. doesn't know it's, it's like, Miles so as far as he's concerned this weird yeah. superhero okay. vigilante yeah. is just hugging the life out of him he's like officer love you he's like okay <laughs> wait what that was <laughs> such a good moment like it's the the right comic beat to follow the dramatic um, climax I think I really enjoyed it's, that that's another thing from the start of the movie yes. is that uh, Miles his he's dad a was teenage trying to boy. He's say, reluctant yeah. to say "I love you" to his dad, especially in public. And you know, he does it while as a superhero, yeah. <laughs> which really confuses the hell out of Jefferson. He doesn't know who the hell it is. 
And then, then after that, it cuts to Miles' comic book. Yep. He gets his comic book intro because now he is officially Spider Man. So he has his Let's intro. Let's start beginning once again. Yep, for the, the last, last time. time. My name is Miles Morales. It goes through the whole thing. Yep. I've been Spider Man for two days. For the last two days, I have been. <laughs> yeah, the only Spider Man. And of course, the film ends with him crashing out in his room, chilling. Yep. And a and portal get, opens. Well, I think you get sequences of, you know... You get his montage. You know, life has got better. Yeah. School's he got gets better. his hero montage. Yeah, he, he he straight away reveals to his roommate, hey... Well, his roommate kind of already knew. Yeah, It's but hard it's like, to hide at that point. Yeah, but at least, at least he actually goes, yeah. And his roommate's okay with it. Yeah. Filling in that Ned role. Yep. And uh, which obviously Ned took from him. So. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then Miles is just chilling out, listening to his music, the song that makes him relax. Yep. And Port Wipers about him, and you hear Gwen. Hey, Miles. You busy? <laughs> so I think we're set up for a sequel. I mean, I'm yeah. super okay they've with that. They've already confirmed that there is another, it's going to be a Miles standalone. There's gonna be a uh, Miles and Gwen. Miles and Gwen. There's gonna be a uh, Spider Verse, the Women of Spider Verse movie, which is gonna be Gwen, uh, Jessica Drew, and uh, Silk. Okay. All in one movie could be interesting. Which is apparently, from, according to Alex, it's one. There is a comic where that actually happens, and it's when Jessica Drew's pregnant as well. Hmm. So it's just like interesting. So it's gonna be, and then. We get the credits. Yep. Which are fantastic. Which are beautifully done. Like so stylish. So many references yes. to different to memes. Yeah, there are full sorts. on memes going on in those intro, in those outro credits. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then uh we the post credits. Speaking of memes. Well when I first we get the the post uh animated credits tribute. Yes. To to, to Mr. Lee. Yep. And then we get after the rolling credits, we get the probably one one of my favorite stingers ever. Yeah. I mean, it, where like it's the most meaningless stinger. It sets up nothing. It exists yeah. just to be a gag. It, it does set up the fact that uh, Miguel O'Hara is well aware about the multiverse. And Fair that, comment. Yes, because because he is the him and Gwen are basically the spiders who travel the multiverse. Yes. And in the comics, and it does set out the fact of uh, the device, the goober has been made. He's like, it's more of a gizmo, and uh, it's the the multiverse transporter. And yeah, so they, they use it for a gag, though, yeah, they do in the movie. And Miguel, you know, Spider 2099, in his blue spiky, his, his spiky blue and red suit appears in. Spider-Man 1967. Yep, in, in the cartoon. With the, the, the famous pointing scene. Because there's two Spider-Men. So obviously Spider-Man points at Spider-Man. Who points back at <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> oh just, god, I can't believe they did that. It's a whole, it's a great sequence. It is beautiful. Like, you, you pointed at me first. It's like, no, you were the one pointing first. I don't get it. Who pointed first? Spider-Man's pointed <laughs> first. 
They even got J. Jonah that's, Jameson that's, in there. That's the only J. J. reference in the it movie. Is. It's, I mean, surprisingly so. It is the only one, but they got him in there. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful film. And as I said, it adds a good superhero movie to Nick Cage's career, which he badly wanted. Second, not the first, I admit, but it adds to it. Uh, it gave us. It's one of the. It's one definitely one of his better roles. Definitely, he's done a lot. He's done a lot of voice acting. The he last has. Few years. Yeah, he's, he really he's seems a pretty to have good been voice into it. But more importantly, it means Marvel now have captured the fourth Chris. Because oh, they had Evans, um, they yeah. had Hemsworth, you know, they they would uh, they had Pratt, but they yeah. were lacking a Chris Pine. Yeah. Now they've but got they him. Killed, yeah, but then they killed him <laughs> off. And then they killed him off, yes. Um we well, do also get to see in the credit sequence stuff like uh Penny building a new A new spider. Spider. Yeah, the new mech uh, being built for Penny, so uh, that's good. Gwen's just is she at school or something? I can't remember what Graham was doing. But we see Noir with the Rubik's yes. Cube. <laughs> Obviously, one thing, during, during Miles' bit, we see hit, we see Noir solving the cube. Mm. And then during the ending credits, we see Noir like, standing there on a stage with the cube mm. in a glass dome, like, the wondrous cube! The colour cube! It's such an oddity in his universe. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, so we get to see um, Spider-Ham is walking down the street eating a hot dog. Yep. Which, I guess, because he was a spider first? Well, it's, he was uh, a that's actually referenced in the comic book. Yeah? The Spider-Gwen comics follow on from the Spider-Verse comics. And yes. so in the Spider-Gwen comics, Gwen has met Peter Porker. And um, Spider-Ham appears as her sort of Jiminy Cricket guide after a head injury. Um, And at one point he is eating a hot dog, well, corn dog. And and Gwen says, can you knock that off? Like, isn't it cannibalism? And he turns around and goes, I'm a cartoon lady. It would be a cannibalism if I was eating Porky Pig, but the corn dog is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, yeah. Oh, that's another thing as well when it comes to this uh, sequel spin-off slightly, mm. is that they're quite into the idea of making uh, Spider-Ham shorts. I'm quite into that idea now that I've heard it. Yeah. So not full features, but little shorts to go with their yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. I so, mean, Pixar put shorts in front of their features. Yeah. If, if, it's like, in the Miles standalone, in the Miles and Gwen, like, give me Spider-Ham shorts before them. I'm, I'm down yeah. for that. I mean, they you know certainly have got another Spider franchise here. Yes, that's just and a good one. And a great Sony one. have struggled with the Spider universe for a while. They they knocked out the park with Homecoming, but then that was a Marvel Studios movie. I, I know, but it still excuse me, <clears throat> but it still has that uh, part to it. I've not seen Venom, but. Venom has become a runaway success. A cult classic, perhaps not for the best of reasons. No. <laughs> but it's getting a sequel. It's done well enough to do so. So, I mean, who knows where it, can, where it will go. Yeah, absolutely. But this, so. I think, after Amazing Spider-Man, 
this is such a breath of fresh air. Oh like, God! Dropping yeah. any pretense of doing live action without Marvel Studios involvement for Spider Man and taking it in this direction is it's it was a gamble, but it paid off. Like this is. To me, the best thing happening in superhero movies, which is becoming a saturated genre. Sony have done what DC should have done years yeah. ago. Dial, dial in and on the animated. St- you know, step back on live action, go back to the, keep going animated. Yep. Not that, you know, all the live action stuff is terrible. Wonder Woman's good. Because it's not all terrible. One, Wonder Woman's I've good. Heard, I've, I've heard good things out of Aquaman and bad things. I too. I so, have yet to see it to judge it for myself. But and I'm yeah. I'm looking forward quietly to Shazam. Yeah, indeed. I mean, uh, who know? You know, there. It seems that DC are kind of getting on the idea of grim, dark, not always no, good. No, it's not a winner. So yeah, I'm yeah. hoping they're going to learn a little bit from that and go in a different direction. And yeah, the if they can repeat this again with the sequel, yeah, we'll see if lightning will strike twice. Yeah, but this, this lightning struck and blew up the power plants. What happened? Yeah, here? <laughs> like wow. <laughs> I mean, everyone. I I didn't see on the lead up to it. I didn't see anyone going nah. No, and. I mean, even Kyrie. I was going to say, for long-time who, listeners of this show, the, yeah. the most telling thing, perhaps, Kyrie really likes it. Yeah. Like, like really likes the, it. The only comment Kyrie demanded that we put into this show, really, is, I loved it. So, there yeah. you go. <laughs> if Kyrie likes it. And, and of all of us, Kyrie's the one who damns the, Sp- the Spider-Man movies the oh, most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By far. Um, I can't remember what was Curry, I can't remember Curry's view on Homecoming but I think it was positive but not glowing yeah and then but, but if you go back to Amazing and you know you just, if you keep I mean going Amazing back, is garbage just... I, I think Amazing is garbage yeah. although oh speaking of bad Spider-Man movies one of my favourite mm. gags in this is when Peter B. Parker is uh, doing the whole history of his time as Spidey or no, Peter Parker doing his whole history of Spidey. Oh, we get the free Raimi references. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah. I did this, I also did this, and... I stopped the train, I, I had a sort of upside-down did kiss. This. And it's the Spider-Man the... three-finger gun walking street down the street the... dancing, and it's like, oh my god, you actually did that, that's beautiful. Which, which uh, some people would say, it also ties in, that could also tie into PS4 Spider-Man, because you can do that that's as true. well. That's true, that's true. But yeah. But yeah, the, the free Raby references very back to back. It's like but they 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 know. Yep. yep. <laughs> they know what I mean, do. one thing that's worth pointing out is uh Phil Lord, who co wrote the screenplay, um, mm. was the writer of the Lego movie. Oh, so right. if you're wondering where all this um pressure uh, or not pressure but drive for a novel animation style, some fourth wall breaking meta humor and incredibly tightly written comedy comes from. Mm. It's probably from him. And he wrote it with Rodney Rothman, with whom he co-wrote like 21 Jump Street and stuff. So huh. there were some good comedic chops on the writing team. Uh, so I'm not surprised that, it worked yeah. out the way it did. No, I can see that, definitely. 
So yeah, we we interesting to see where it goes. Definitely, I'm I'm up for more. Like at this point, um, yeah, keep bringing me these. I I'm at the mm. point where. <laughs> I was hugely into superhero movies actually starting to be taken seriously and not taken seriously in the Christopher Nolan sense of I'm going to try and make serious cinema out of it, but made by people who loved the source material and were making something by fans for fans, which is what I think we've lacked before. Like uh, Tim Burton's Batman was um, Tim Burton using the Batman IP to make a Tim Burton movie. And that was the best we'd had up until that point, but it was a Tim Burton movie more than a Batman movie. Yeah. And that's sort of how comic book movies were up until like the MCU kicked off. And DC yeah. have followed in their footsteps and tried to do the same thing. And there's been this glut suddenly of comic book movies made without any sort of um, shyness about them being comic book movies, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I was so, so into that. But now there's so much of it that it's like, oh, there's another one. Okay, I might not watch this one. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've gotten to that point where I'm skipping them and I never thought that would happen. Mm. But this, like I said, breath of fresh air, this has re-energized me. It's, it's fueled that fire again. And I'm like, yes, bring me more. Uh, I can only <laughs> hope this gets to the point where movies this good, this visually interesting, and this dynamic get to the point where I'm like, yeah, I might catch that one when it comes to Netflix. Like, if we get to yeah. that point, there's a lot of good movies coming out. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what much more to say no, about it. I don't really. think I do either. I mean, other than if you've not seen it, Go yeah, see it. sure. I mean, we kind of ruined it, but I like, mean, still, it, I'd still, I go would still go and see it because you've yeah. you've not seen it, and yeah. if it's not clear by the praise I've heaped on the visuals in this, mm. seeing it really matters. Um, I'm intrigued to see it in 3D. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I I can see there's stuff in there that will work in 3D for sure, but I actually think that. Like um, what Alex was talking about, that slight blur in the background, the, the vision. Yeah. I think that might be more jarring in 3D than it is in 2D. Because in 2D, it's a technique to create a sense of depth. But if I you've suppose, got a technique yeah. to create a sense of depth and depth, I think that <laughs> might be a little weird. Too yeah, much. I'm, I'm not sure how that will work. I, I'd need to see it to judge for myself, but it's. I don't regret seeing it in 2D. Um, by mm. any means, it's such a no. visual feast uh, yeah. that I don't think I don't think it's needed. Like the two D presentation is stylish and slick and beautiful enough on its own. Uh, if it mm. is not the animated picture of the year at the Oscars, I will be deeply upset because it mm. should be. <laughs> I've not seen animation like this before, oh. ever. Uh, I, I've seen classical animation that is you know on a par in terms of execution and attention to detail and everything but this is so new and original and it works it i feel it deserves that recognition mm. and frankly it should be nominated for best picture very much so yeah we can only wait and see 
I'm not saying it should win Best Picture. <laughs> I, you know, comparing it to the entire scope of cinema for the last year, I'm not sure it should win Best Picture. But especially if they have another year of 10 nominees, I think it should be in the mm. running. Yeah. Yeah, I could say and that. I'm yeah. saying that about a Spider Man cartoon. That, yeah. I did not <laughs> expect that this year. <laughs> no. Or last year, I guess. No, indeed. So there you have it. Um, yeah. Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse. Go see it. Mm. And uh, yes, indeed, and indeed. then read Spider-Gwen, because it's pretty great, actually. I still need to read Spider-Gwen. I'm enjoying it. Her universe is, is messed up, but... <laughs> well, Frank Castle is in the police. Police yeah. brutality is a problem in that universe. <laughs> yeah. And Matt Murdock is evil. Yeah, oh. he is Kingpin's lawyer and lieutenant. Oh. Gwen nicknames him Matt Murderdock. Nice. <laughs> I know that Peter goes out in a uh, very interesting way. Mm. Well, so, yeah. uh, the same way as we see in uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, it does cover in the origin story for Gwen Stacy in the movie that... Um, you know, everyone has their big loss and that's covered in the film mm. it's like even Peter Porker says you know the hardest thing about this gig is you can't save everybody and no. obviously for Peter it's his uncle but also Gwen uh, they don't cover yeah. that but for the Peters it's Uncle Ben obviously yeah um, for Gwen it's Peter and yeah. in their universe Peter was the genius that he was in every other universe, but he never got bent. He never became the, the special no. hero. So he became that classic Spider-Man villain origin story of a genius trying to push their limits, push themselves to be extraordinary. And so to create his own yeah, superpowers. And Peter is the lizard. Yep. And we see that fight scene. We see Gwen and Peter fight, and it's it's beautifully echoing the opening fight between Peter and Green Goblin which is yeah. why I think they scale Green Goblin up uh, is to make it mirror that fight between Gwen and Peter in her universe um, and that's a beautiful beautiful um, fight scene as well uh, albeit brief because it's a, a small piece of an origin montage but it's, it's very nicely yeah. done and it is interesting to see Peter mm without the spider yeah i can see him going down a lizard route i can see him going down a doc ock route you can he's yeah. got that well, potential he was, he was he was gwen's confidant wasn't yes. he in in that universe so he knew about what she was going which is through. why she's so reluctant to be close to anyone again well, did did he create her shooters um does she have web shooters in the comics? Uh, well, uh, the Spider-Gwen series I'm reading is the one that follows Spider-Verse, so it's not her origin ah, right, origin. Right. Um, sure. She does have shooters. I I presume Peter may have, yeah. That would make sense. But he was like a tech yeah. guy, and then he wants probably, probably more cases, he wanted to help yeah. out more, yeah. design this thing to help it, to turn him into something to help. Mm. And, and it all went horribly wrong. Or well, you've this. got to have the best of motivations. Um, that's what makes you a good Spider-Man villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, to have the best of motivations and for it to all go horribly wrong anyway, that, that is the best Spider-Man villain. 
Um, but yeah, it's um, one of the things I like actually about the Spider Gwen comic is in that the Stacys and the Parkers live next door to each other, and okay. so her parents are uh, good friends with the Parkers to the point mm-hmm. that to her they are Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Oh. <laughs> in that way that in that right. way that um i'm uncle simon's evie you know not a relation yes. but it's the the name you use so it's she will have her conversations with uncle ben and aunt may sure. it's it's a fun touch i like that one. Oh, she gets the the great power responsibility yep, she certainly does <laughs> yeah oh yeah the uh that line of course comes up more than once in this film yeah when he says it, goes, says it to Peter, and he's like, don't you finish that yeah. sentence. But the first time you hear it, in the original Peter Parker's flashback, it's literally mm. lifted from the recording for the Spider-Man movie. It's, yeah, for the, the Tobey Maguire yeah. one. But it's, it's lifted yeah. from it, because they couldn't get the actor to repeat it, because unfortunately he passed away before they filmed this. Yeah. So yeah, it is the original line from the original Raimi Spider-Man. So it's another link Not between them there. As well yeah. as the Raimi shots, he also gets uh, the, <laughs> the original Uncle Ben from Tobey Maguire's universe giving him the shots. So maybe this is the Tobey Maguire universe Spidey. <laughs> there, there are some, there have been some theories to, get to that. That's He's a lot blonder well. than Tobey Maguire, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Pine is a little bit more handsome than Tobey Maguire as well. <laughs> Just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah we've kept talking about it even after we said we were going to stop talking about it so clearly That's we true. like it <clears throat> it's what happens when we like it, something it, it is we find it hard to actually finish the conversation even when we think we're done <laughs> uh, so we will be back next week hopefully with a Kyrie hopefully with a Rob hopefully. but don't hold your breath that be maybe yeah, on that one. we are easing ourselves into 2019 with a, a, a lightweight episode which I hope was still entertaining, because the movie certainly was. I found it entertaining. Uh, So tune in next time. And until then, you have been listening to Dangerously Unprepared. I have been Simon. I was Jack of E1218. Thank you for joining us, and goodbye! Goodbye!